everybody within the sound of my voice. Understand that we at war and you don't have a choice. Check us out every Monday on the ground, the podcast that celebrates the artistic science and community organizing. Follow us on Twitter, J4J underscore USA, or our website, www.j4jalliance.com. And you can also peep us on Facebook at the Journey for Justice Alliance. We'll see you every Monday on the ground. Once again, what's happening, world? This is your man, Brother G2. So I want to say to the world, Abari Ghani, Hotep, Assalamu alaikum, peace. What's happening? What up, though? You're here again for the On the Ground podcast. Too many times people tell us, well, they're not going to let us do nothing, or black people ain't going to do nothing. And nothing can be further from the truth. It's our lived experience that all over this world, there are organized people that are fighting, speaking power to power to stop racism, sexism, and other issues from ruining our lives. People are winning victories all over the world. But the oppressor's greatest weapon is isolation. Their greatest weapon is to make us think we are alone. And this podcast is our little contribution. Just think about this. The Haitian Revolution was the only uprising in the history of the Western Hemisphere. And when Toussaint L'Overture, Dessalines the Ferocious, and other sisters and brothers organized and they beat not only the French, Napoleon Bonaparte, the Spaniards, and the British Army, three of the strongest armies in the world, and kicked them out of Haiti, the work of the slave end was to make sure that no other slaves understood what happened. They didn't want brothers and sisters in South Carolina to know that freedom was possible. They didn't want brothers and sisters in the slave plantations in Mississippi to know the names of Dessalines the Ferocious. So they enforced something called black codes, which limited the movement of our ancestors. And now in order to lead a plantation, you needed a pass. And to violate that could mean your life. So understand, that a weapon in the hands of our oppressors is for us believing that we are very different, believing that we are not connected. When the reality is, many of our conditions all over the world are the same. If you go to Puerto Rico, if you go to Detroit, if you go to Philadelphia, you'll see the same check cash in places, African hair braiding shops, fried chicken places. Y'all get my point. Institutions ran by people who are not in our community. The oppression is the same. And so we are connected. And this podcast is our little contribution to make sure that we know that this is not David versus Goliath. This is all about people recognizing their own power. And I am supercharged up today. I am geeked. I'm hyped. I'm turned. I'm on 10. I'm lit. I'm all that stuff because I got my sisters on the line. Listen to this. An article in Ebony Magazine. May 24th, 2017, began to lift up the crisis of black women and girls disappearing in the United States. They said in, in 2017, there were 64,000 missing black women and girls in the United States, and nobody seemed to care. There was an article was just released this year that accentuated that point, that black women are going missing and nobody seems to care. But I got some sisters on the line who have been on the front lines of that fight. These sisters have taken this on as a mission and they have the support of our community. They have organized 
to bring attention to this issue and have actually made some incredible change as a process. So I am honored. I am, like I said, just really humbled to have my sisters on tonight. The theme of our show is Soul Sister, because we know that no one in this country has been more disrespected and no one in this country has shown more strength than the black woman under unbelievable circumstances. And we love it when our sisters realize their own power, when they realize their own strength. So I got a group of queens on the phone with me today. I have Miss Tanisha Williams, an organizer for the Kenwood Oakland Community Organization. Miss Alexis Simmons, a student leader at CICS Longwood Academy. Is that accurate? Alexis, you in Longwood? Um, no, I'm at CICS Washington Park. I was just seeing if you if you, you if you was on your square. That's right. She has CICS Washington Park. My sister Alexis. We got Kayla Shavers who goes to Martin Luther King College Prep. We have our sister Essie Kuzman who goes to King College Prep, and then we have our, our young Dynamo Isaiah Roberts who is an eighth grader at Fuller Elementary School. Welcome, my sisters, to the On the Ground Podcast. What's up? Hey. Hello. So. We're going to go through some introductions in a moment. Again, I just want people to understand how critical this issue is. There's an article that appeared online in the Afro-American. This article is dated February 17th, 2019. I encourage people to look for it. And the title of the article is, Our Black Women and Girls Have Gone Missing But Few Seem to Care. It was written by a sister named Stacy Brown. She starts with just a laundry list of sisters that have gone missing. A young sister named Victoria Shaw in West Hartford, Connecticut, went missing. 15 years old, went missing on Monday, February 11th. A sister named Tianda Slater, who's also 15 years old, went missing February 7th from Noble Square in Chicago. This goes on and on. And her point is, this society undervalues the lives of black people so much that this is not a national crisis. If this was white girls gone missing, this would be on CNN every night. This would be on MSNBC every night. But because of sisters and because of this country's historical treatment of us, it's like, well, that's just what's happening. And there's an old saying, ain't nobody going to love us more than us. And these sisters have demonstrated love. So I like you all. I'm going to go name by name. Just introduce yourselves and say, you know, how old you are and what school you go to so, or what organization you work with. So I'm going to start with Miss Tanisha. Good evening. I'm Miss Tanisha. I work at Kenwood Oakland Community Organization, program assistant for COCO on the right. south side of Chicago. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I know you get sick and tired of this, sister, because Tanisha's like 70 years old now. But Tanisha has been, no, really, Tanisha is in her 30s. But she started off with a youth as a youth or a leader in the Kenwood Oakland Community Organization when she was seven years old. So this sister has uh, stood the test of time, and she definitely, as we say, she got time on these streets. Sister Alexis, could you introduce yourself? Your name, your school, and your age. Um, my name is Alexis Simmons. I'm 14 years old. And I go to CICF Washington Park. All right, welcome, welcome, Miss Kayla. Hello, everyone. My name is Kayla Chavers. I'm 17 years old, and I go to King College Park. All right. Miss Essie. My name is Essie Coonson. I'm a 15-year-old junior at King College Prep. And last but not least, Miss Zaya. My name is Zaya. I'm 14, and I'm a, I go to Fuller Elementary. And you're an eighth grader, right? Yes. 
Did I hear correctly, sister, that you're going on a diet? Yes. In that order. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So, and folks who don't know, Azaya is the granddaughter of Dean Robinson, who was one of the hunger strikers that saved Guy at high school. Again, I want to welcome everybody to the On the Ground podcast. So, before we get into our question, we have something called Member Spotlight. The Journey for Justice Alliance is a national network of grassroots community-based organizations in 34 cities across the country, 34 and rising, committed to equity in public education. So every show, we want to lift up uh, one of our members. And today, we are going back to Denver, Colorado, and we want to lift up an organization called Padres y Jovenes Unidos, which stands for Parents and Youth United. Padres y Jovenes Unidos is an organization that has been around over 20 years in Denver, Colorado. It is intergenerational organization, of course, with parents and with youth, and they focus on issues such as immigration, um, housing, economic development, but also public education. And a lot of the work of Padres y Jovenes Unidos has been to stop zero tolerance policies in Denver, Colorado. They've won some important victories where they've actually gotten restorative justice implemented in several schools. If folks don't know what restorative justice is, it is a different school culture that says if young people make a mistake, we want to restore them to good standing instead of punishing them. So instead of suspending young people, we do things like peace circles, peer juries, family counseling, things of that nature, where young people are held accountable if they make a mistake, but they're also treated with dignity and respect. They're treated as if you were human, you made a mistake, and this is how we return you to, you know, on good paper status. So Padres y Jovenes Unidos has done great work in that regard and also to fight against the privatization of public education in the city of Denver, Colorado. So I want to say salute to my brother Ricardo and uh, Sister Pam Martinez and the great work that you all are doing at Padres y Jovenes Unidos, the On the Ground family, uh, salute you and, and it says hang in there and keep doing what you're doing. We with you. So today, as I said, the theme of our show is Soul Sister. And you've met our sisters, and I want to jump right into the questions. I want to start with Tanisha. Can you just give our audience an overview of the situation that's happening right now with the disappearance of black women and girls? The city of Chicago not the only place that this issue is happening, but here in Chicago, every day, you can go on your social media site, you can read the newspaper sometimes and see young, black, missing children, women, grandmothers, mm -hmm. sisters, aunts, friends, missing every day, more and more at an alarming rate. It's scary to think that you can walk out of your home and not return to your children, not return to your mother, not return to your family. And in the sense of this issue, and as it moved me when the young sister, Isaiah Roberts, approached us, that she was alarmed about this issue. And everybody at Coco is alarmed about this issue. Everybody in our community is alarmed about this issue. That's right. And so Azalea Roberts approached us and we hit the ground running with her concern about missing children and women in the city of Chicago. Teach. Azalea, can you explain kind of what alarmed you 
And then what happened when you approached the Kenwood Oakland Community Organization? All right. Hey, my name is Isaiah. I live in Brownsville Community. So every day more and more girls came out missing, and it was more on social media than it was on the news. I felt like the police wasn't doing anything. My grandma raised at Coco, so I knew I already like who was I was going to go to. Mm-hmm. Tell me, and I met up with Shannon Bennett and G2 Brown. They helped me less than a week to organize uh, March, which happened on June 19, 2018. I want folks just to dig what's happening. Again, an essence of community organizing is listening to the people when the people are concerned about an issue. And this little sister came to us and said, these black women are coming up missing and nobody is doing anything about it. Nobody cares. But she cared. She cared. And so we began to support her in organizing a march. And let's see, Kayla, can you share what the name of the march was? Hello, my name is Kayla Chavers. Mm-hmm. And the name of the march was We Walk For Her, and it happened on June 19, 2018. It was the last day of school, actually. Was this march well attended? What was the experience like? Truthfully, the march turned out greater than I expected. Seeing as though <laughs> it took a week to plan it. So from the march, we marched all the way from 35th and King Drive to 51st and King Drive. Granted, mm-hmm. King Drive is one of the major streets in Chicago. So it was very busy. And the march took place like mm-hmm. 5 p.m. traffic. Like, mm-hmm. do you get me? Like, we took over the streets. Like, we were stopping traffic, stopping intersections, all of that. And we had over 200 people show up. We had media coverage and everything. And there was someone by the name of Teresa who was a part of that march. And can somebody explain what was the situation with her mother? This is Tanisha Williams. Mm-hmm. And in the same sense that Azalea moved with her urgency to let us know what were we going to do about the missing young children in the community, a sister by the name of Teresa Smith walked into Coco. She approached me and she was so distraught that she couldn't get an answer to the whereabouts of her mom. She was devastated and from the rooter to the suitor, nobody could help her in the city of Chicago. She felt like she knew what was going on and nobody was feeling that same urgency that she was feeling. And it was just a coincidence that Azalea had sparked a movement with the march, We Walk For Her. And so we were highlighting this sister's mother, Daisy Hayes, who had been missing. She hadn't talked to her mom for over a month, and the city of Chicago was not responding with urgency as she felt they should. And so during this march, we highlighted with pictures, information. Last time we've seen her, uh, her last whereabouts at the building where she lived, where we couldn't get recording of the last time that she had been there. So with the help of Coco and MOVE, an organization from out west, Mothers Opposed to Violence Everywhere, we have been working diligently trying to help that sister secure the answers that she needed. And during this march, I think that we began to spark uh, the media in terms of highlighting where is Daisy Hayes? Where is the urgency? Help us find this woman. So... During the march, the hashtag we walk for her went viral. The young people did an amazing job 
and highlighting this issue more than CPD has done still to this day. Every day, Teresa is still fighting to find the whereabouts of her mother's body. Hold on. Just want to make sure to be clear. So first, I just Googled hashtag we walk for her and it's two or three pages worth of media in there. So folks can do that and you'll see the flyer that um, was initially laid out that has the picture of the sister with the Afro puffs. As Tanisha mentioned, it did go viral. And one of the things that happened is that while we began to bring attention to this issue, I'm not going to say who, but someone sent Miss Teresa a video of Miss Daisy's boyfriend dragging out a huge suitcase with bulges in it. I saw this video and she showed it to me. She's like, that's my mother in that suitcase. And because of the attention that was brought on this issue, Chicago Police Department had to go on the defensive and answer, why is this not a priority? So they actually begun to investigate as a follow-up to the march. Folks continued to go to the police department, call out the commander, and they found the brother who had tried to run away to Memphis, Tennessee. That's correct. And he has been arrested for murder. And they also realized that Miss Daisy's body, unfortunately, was found in a landfill, I believe, in Indiana. And while that is tragic, the fact is that that sister would not have, I don't want to use the word closure, she would not have justice if it was not for the work of the people on this phone right now. That because of that work, they brought attention to this issue. But what's beautiful is that the sisters did not rest on their laurels. They have not rested on their laurels and said, okay, we did that, it's over, because the crisis is still happening. You all are now organizing an event that's coming up soon. So, Essie, what event is coming up that you all are organizing? It's coming up soon. Yes, so as a result of the We Walk For Her March, youth organizers, including myself, started to take it a step further to continue to bring awareness to the alarming number of Black missing women in the city of Chicago. The Girls League Conference is organized by young ladies in the community. It addresses the climate issue of Black missing girls and women in the city of Chicago, like I have previously stated. The youth will engage in what does safety look like. At the Girls League Conference, we will have workshops, namely restorative justice, civic engagement, entrepreneurship, digital footprint, DNA backlog, and self-defense. There will be entertainment, panel discussions with personnel, including Ms. Susanna Lemignon, Senator Van Pelt, amongst many other. The conference is expected to have an abundant amount of media personnel and media people present at the conference. Let me be clear. So you mentioned Senator Patricia Van Pelt. Uh, Senator Van yes. Pelt is a former community organizer out of the Auburn Gresham community. I would actually say she's like a world-class community organizer who is now a state senator. And she's been one of you all's biggest supporters in this work, right? Right. Good. And also, I would be remiss if we did not lift up the work of Reverend Robin Hood and his mm -hmm. queen, uh, Sister Lavinia Hood, who work with the organization, as Tanisha mentioned earlier, MOVE, Mothers Against Violence Everywhere. They've worked hand-in-hand -hand with the Kimwood Oakland Community Organization to address this issue. So, Alexis, how can people support the conference that's coming up? People could support the conference. They can donate. They can actually call COCO. 
773-548-7500. And we have a website at, I'm going to spell it out for y'all, E-V-I-T-E dot M-E. And they can actually participate more just showing up. It's like the little things matter. Even if you do donate, the little things matter. Okay. So, Zaya. Yes. How do you feel, sister? How do you feel that from you walking up to us in Coco saying what we're going to do about this for the things that have been accomplished and for you all actually continuing to work? How does that make you feel? Proud. So I want to just, you know, just share this with everybody. You know, for all my brothers out here, don't hear me the wrong way, but I want to say this. You know, one of the greatest community organizers in our time was Mama Ella Baker. Mama Septima Clark and people like that. These sisters were forced into the background, not that they wanted to be seen, and, but they were ostracized. They were minimized in the civil rights movement. Many people don't even know who they are today, despite the fact that they were the ones that actually trained young people to fight back. They're the ones that taught young people how to build organizations. They were huge in the civil rights movement, but because of, unfortunately, the sexism that exists their names aren't known today. But here's what I understand as a community organizer, that sisters are the greatest strategists and they bring a great deal of power and understanding to the movement. And I want y'all to understand that this little sister in seventh grade and these little sisters in high school have made this issue one that cannot be escaped by the Chicago Police Department. Because what we did not mention is that now they formed a task force saying that there probably is a serial killer in the city of Chicago targeting black women. And there are concerns about body harvesting. I want y'all to think about that, that there is somebody targeting black women to sell body parts on the black market. And so finally, because of the work of these warrior women that are on the line right now, they cannot minimize this issue anymore. So please, sisters and brothers, Support this conference, the Girls Lead Conference, with the theme, We Walk for Her. It will be at Kennecott Park, 4434 South Lake Park, on May 25th. And that's what, from like 11 to 3? From 11 yes. to 3. And because of these sisters, now people in the city of Chicago are becoming mobilized around this issue. I just want to pay all of you. I want to say we love you. We applaud you. And the Journey for Justice Alliance is committing $500 to your conference. Thank I may, you. I, I may have to rob somebody, but uh, y'all going to get that money. All right. So please support the work of these young sisters at the Kenwood Oakland Community Organization. Y'all know I'm Ella Baker is my people. So I'm going to quote her, but I'm going to offer another quote too. Ella Baker said, strong people don't need no leaders. And what she meant by that is that we are the heroes that we have been waiting for. Ain't no Superman coming to our neighborhood. With all our imperfections, with all our issues, when we realize that we are giants and not the niggas that this system has tried to make us believe we are, we can accomplish anything, anything. So I want to close us out with this quote that my teacher, brother who taught me everything I know, Baba Mbili from Dishi and Padanishi taught me a long time ago that I always keep in my heart. He said, we must be bold and daring. We must push possibilities to the limit for the only limitations we have are those we accept. So 
Before we go, I just want to let you all know that the theme of today's show, as I said earlier, is soul system. And when our people come to us, instead of us telling them you can't do anything, we must support them in trying to make the change that they believe is possible. If it was not for that little sister coming to us last year around how distressed she was about the issue, if we would have just said, well, sister, just call the police, we would not be sitting in the moment we're in right now. But because these sisters were supported, not that we did anything for them, we just provided the space and the support you hear these sisters talking on this podcast. They understand this issue. They understand why it's important. The sister broke down the conference like she was a professional event planner or something. So <laughs> you have to understand that we can do anything That's with right. giving the time, space, and having the will to do it. So to my soul sisters, a number of love and respect. And I see everybody else next Monday on the ground. Oh my